0: After years of living on cookies and caffeine, losing and gaining the same weight over and over again, and living my life from the sidelines, I changed my perspective and my actions and now live my life in the driver's seat. I'm Trish Ryan, a certified health and life coach with the mission to help people develop a positive relationship with food so they can live their best life on their terms. Each week, I turn diet culture and weight loss upside down. Together, we'll throw out old beliefs and I'll teach you how to think differently so you can drop the guilt and negative self talk, release the weight, and live the life you crave. Are you hungry for health? If so, let's go. Welcome to the Hungry for Health podcast with certified health and life coach Trish Ryan. You are listening to episode six, The Witching Hour. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today we are going to dive in and talk about why 8 p.m. magically becomes the witching hour and we eat all the things and kind of go out of control. It's like some bell goes off and everything just comes rushing into our brain and we think that the chips, the cookies, the ice cream, or that big glass of cabernet will make everything better. It's kind of crazy. You go through the day and stay on your plan, put out all the fires and slay all the dragons all day long, but 8 p.m. rolls around and it's a whole new ball game. You're sitting on the couch and the kitchen is just screaming your name. And when you understand why this is happening, it's a game changer. For many, we think we need to figure out the skeletons in the closet or the deep reason behind it all, but it's not that deep. It's just one thing you need to know And when you really understand why you're doing it, it's so much easier to figure out things to do so that you don't fall into the same pattern that your brain is super comfortable with and you can remedy the eating. Why is the nighttime the witching hour? You're busy all day long, you're putting out fires like we said, we're taking care of life, we're learning, checking up on other humans to make sure their life is moving in the right direction and we start to treat life like a to-do list. I have to do this, I have to do that, this must be done, it's all on me. And we bear all the burdens and we trudge up the mountain every day with this huge backpack on our backs and we feel as if we're all alone. All those fears and burdens all sit with you at the end of the day. And what happens is that we grade ourselves, sadly, we grade ourselves harshly on all the things we had to do that day. So it's this sentence, I have to, that is weighing us down. And I'm not saying to stop doing all the things. We still have kids to feed and educate and nurture, and we still have jobs to perform well at and relationships to cultivate. But if we describe them differently and shift our perspective, we can see things differently and feel differently about them. And then at the end of the day, we can be our biggest cheerleader and look back and be proud of ourselves. It's imperative that you have a good relationship with yourself, a positive one. And if you're judging yourself saying, I could have done that better. I should have done X versus Y or I'm terrible at this mom thing. If you give yourself a failing grade, you want to become aware that you are judging yourself negatively all day long, and your brain picks up on that. Then at the end of the day, when the world world gets a little quiet and you have space to breathe, your brain will replay that negative loop and light up with all the judgment and negativity. All the should-haves, would-haves, and could-haves come out loud and clear, and it tears you down. And while you're down in the trenches giving yourself that failing grade, the ice cream or Chardonnay sounds really good and acts as a buffer. We think the food or drink comforts, soothes us, and the key word here, it temporarily makes all that pain go away. But I have a newsflash for you, friends. Food only solves one thing. Hunger. Hunger. It does not solve or cure or soothe or cultivate the relationship you have with yourself. It will take your mind off it temporarily, but let me say this again. Food only solves one issue, hunger. So we can take a pit stop, a detour, and detour ourselves from that negativity with food, or we can work to rebuild the conversation you have with yourself all day long. Every time you give in to those urges and eat, you are agreeing with the negative conversation and judgment in your head. So the question is, how do we rebuild a better relationship with yourself? And here's just one strategy we're going to talk about today. It's that all those have tos become I get to. I get to fuel my kids with dinner. I get to drive them to the activities that they love. And like we talked about a few episodes ago on this podcast, we can create that thought letter to help us get to the I get to stage. Maybe we're not there yet, and that's okay. We can still say things like, today, I am educating my child. Today, I'm doing the best I can. I have to do this. I have to do X. I have to do Y. It all feels burdensome, and you're stressing yourself out. So don't lie to yourself and say you have to. If you're going to do something, you owe it to yourself to do it in a way that will allow you to show up and try your best and acknowledge that. The negative language is all optional. And let's do the work to eliminate it. And here's the part in the podcast where I give you that action step. And I actually do realize that you're probably doing something else while you're listening to this. But when you get a break, get some paper or pen or ask Siri or Alexa to make a list describing yourself. And not the list that I'm 5'10, I have brown hair kind of list. The list that kind of states, if you had to tell me about you, this is what it would say. And this is what you would say about yourself. And if you do not like what you are reading when you're done, or if you're thinking, darn, I don't want anyone to see this. I've got to rip this up. That shows you that there is work that needs to be done. And no wonder you don't want to be alone with yourself at night. And no wonder the ice cream and the wine look so good. You're trying to run away from yourself because even you don't want to be with yourself. And I know that that's not easy to hear, but it's the truth. Your opinion of yourself matters. You need to say to yourself, I need to figure out what's right about me. I need to bring to the top of the list all the good things that I'm good at. And you need to talk to yourself better because you can't lose the weight. You can't get the promotion. You can't find the person of your dreams if you are thinking negatively about yourself and throwing yourself under the bus all the time. You owe it to yourself to think highly of yourself. No one matters more than you. And what you think of yourself matters. And I hear from my clients all the time, but this is hard to do. And I get it. I hear you. It's hard to break the habit of beating yourself up. You've been doing it for years. But choose your heart. Now you get to rewrite the narrative. You are not giving yourself a noble prize. I get that. We want to start small. But let's start. Give yourself credit for trying each day. At least this hard, being kind and compassionate to yourself, giving yourself grace and achieving your goals, has a way better outcome. I guarantee you it will have a way better outcome. 8 p.m. eating, it's all on you mentally. It makes that backpack you're carrying around getting heavier and heavier. It's all just a mentality. But try this on. It's 8 p.m., I managed a lot, and I'm good at it. I try every day. I'm strong-willed, I'm dependable, and I'm talented. 8 p.m. only becomes the witching hour if you have not managed your mind all day long. And if you want to change your eating at 8 p.m., the work starts at 8 a.m. Decide what you want to think about yourself and how you are going to show up for yourself when you first get up. What's your intention for the day? You get to create each day. Your brain will not one day decide to spit out rainbows, unicorns, and fairy dust. You have to tell your brain how the day is going to go, and then your brain will follow and look for evidence to support the intention that you set. I have to, it's a lie and it feels terrible. But here's something that feels a bit better. Here is why I choose to th- to do these things today. I choose to parent my kids because I love them. Not every moment is gonna be fun, but I choose to stick around and love them and care for them. They are worth it. I choose to fo- focus on eating when I'm hungry and stopping when I've had enough because over time, I will learn to have a better relationship with food and release weight. Clean up your thinking on purpose. Decide who you are going to be each day and see what happens at 8 p.m. when it gets quiet and you look back on your day and you say, I did my best. I showed up and I honored myself and now I'm going to relax and read or take a bath, whatever you choose. And I'm going to make tomorrow another day when I respect and honor myself. Whatever story you tell yourself first thing in the morning will play in the background of your mind all day and then play back loud and clear at 8 p.m. when it's quiet. Eating and drinking to excess at that witching hour is a symptom of a mismanaged mind, and you can decide to think about your life in a different way. I promise, adopting a new perspective is a game changer. Small changes add up to big results. Now, Calming the witching hour doesn't mean that the urges are gonna go away overnight, but this new perspective that we're gonna work on about the day and about yourself will give you that bandwidth to deal with it. You won't feel so broken and have brain fatigue at 8 p.m. And you can assess the urges and decide on purpose whether or not to put down the ice cream and cookies, or maybe just eat a few. The day won't be so hard. Reconnecting and rewiring the brain will lead to making better choices over time. And when you have that urge to eat, you now have something else to think about other than, here it comes again, I'm going to blow it. You can now ask yourself how things were challenging today. Acknowledge that and then praise yourself for how you handled it. Sit back and relax and know you can get through this evening without a gallon of ice cream or the entire bag of chips. And when you do that during the 8 p.m. witching hour, you'll be able to change your perspective when you get on the scale, when you try on clothes in a dressing room, when you go to a party, the list goes on. You can see how doing one thing can lead to so much more and such a much bigger life. Practice the 8 p.m. witching hour first. Let me know if you need help. We can dive in deeper together. And as always, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today, and I will talk to you next week. Who is your health or life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I'm creating a virtual coaching program that I want to invite you to join me in. We will address challenges, we'll work on goals, and we will get results in so many different ways. I'll have programs, workshops, and courses that I've created just for you. When you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast and up-level it, then send me an email at trish at corehealthcoach.com, subject line, I'm all in, and be a founding member of the program when it launches.